This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8.12.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram. I'm getting, I'm getting excited now. Uh, follow the show on Twitter and at Frank on the radio. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and, I say and. <laughs> you can email the show on our new email address. Uh, you might remember a reader texted in the other week and said, how come all the all the Absolute Radio shows have their own email address and you just use the company one? Well, it took us 12 years to work that out. <laughs> so thank you. Whoever that was, thank you. We now have frank at Absolute Radio, all one word, dot co dot UK. Frank at Absolute Radio dot co dot UK. You send that, you get right through the Absolute Company filter straight to us. I'm glad of that. I, I For a little moment there, I thought it was going to be something really amateur sounding like, you know, Frank on the radio at BT Internet. I've still got a BT Internet one. I know. I've heard <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, I like those. And then people where it's just gmail.com and you think, make an effort. I like it when someone yeah. said to me once. Don't give me that email that you don't like very much. That your second email <laughs> is what you've given me there. I have the second email for people. You know, I liked it when someone said to me once, you can contact my agent, yeah. So it's um Cherise at Tesco dot oh, oh, no. You can't have at Tesco <laughs> for an agent. Still every yeah, no. little <laughs> 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 so look, we got oh, um, Al, we got we got a gift for you. Do you remember? Um, do you remember? Do you remember Odysseus Constantine? No. Well, he makes uh, he works for Art and Hugh, which is uh, oh, in, yes. based in Eastbourne, and they make prints. P r i n t s, not yeah. uh, prints, obviously, and. Um, We've been sent, uh, I've been sent uh, a Laurel and Hardy print, because I love Laurel and Hardy. Lovely. One thing that's happened is that Emily <laughs> Dean is now the football guy on the show, yeah. because she's top of her fantasy league. Still top, can What's I say? What's it called, that league? Comedians? Comedians FPL. Comedian. Still top this week. And also, also, she is the bringer of the laddiest of the humour of the previous <laughs> Do you think so? Oh, yeah. I hope so. No, I'm just messing about. Oh, well, I, I think, so. uh, if I remember the quote lads, correctly, lads, lads. The, the best thing about being a woman is the prerogative to have a little fun. <laughs> so I think we have to observe that. Oh, That's their prerogative, yeah. apparently. We <laughs> are some cute. sort of backseat in the uh, on the fun train. What do you think, you We're Elvis quiet, or something? We're in the quiet compartment <laughs> on the fun train, whereas um, what yeah. happened? Do you know Shania, well, whose song am. Mass is from? I yes, from, yes. She was very good at rocking a long coat with a mini. And that's it's a brave yeah. look. Not everyone yeah, goes Yeah, she did, but she looked great. Oh, she looked I interviewed great. her. She was um, oh. very, very nice. And you, Al, have been sent... Oh, yeah, what did I get? Well, it's it's, it's a map of Scotland with Scottish Lovely. actors on it. Mm. And, right. um, yeah, because you're born in Scotland, obviously. Obvs. I'm hoping they've been placed exactly where they're from, but I have no evidence of that. But as a, as a par example, there's um, Alistair Sim, 
Um, David McCollum, oh. formerly Ilya yeah. Kuryakin of The Man From Uncle. Lovely. Fulton Mackay from Porridge. And a woman who I had one of my first ever crushes on. My child crush. We may think that doesn't exist, but sure does. Oh, is that Thora Heard? Oh, it was, um, <laughs> she was later. Jimmy Cranky. <laughs> Amy, Amy McDonald. Do you remember Amy McDonald? I mean, it was very route one, leggy blonde, but I was a child. I didn't develop <laughs> the um, sort of director's cut <laughs> approach to attraction. We've, we've heard from 378 and it includes something that I'd like to clarify. Um, I've, they say, Is it I've butter? still got... Yeah, <laughs> very good. <laughs> they say, I've still got a BT internet address. Too much of a pain to change that now. Yes, well, <laughs> I've had mine since the beginning of emails. I, I mean, yes. I don't think we were making fun of that internet provider so much as just businesses that still have that yes. as their address. Yes, so, yes. Like when you see a leaflet and it says, you know... Wowzer dog walkers or whatever, <laughs> but then the address is, you know, Janice at, at BT Internet. Yeah, or an accountant <laughs> saying at waitrose.com. Yes, I just, exactly. you know, I have questions. It takes yeah. me back to that, um, that grand, um, land grab when people started <laughs> buying domain names. Do you remember that? Oh, I've got to get yes. my domain name. Yeah. The point, what's the point of that? <laughs> No, it's just well, that there was Gmail. Scotters, wasn't there? Well, that was, you know what? When, when did email start? To... <laughs> do you know, um, what? Yes, I do. When? No, I don't know the exact I must date. phone my gardener. <laughs> you know, in case you weren't listening last week, my gardener, Greg, um, told me that um, the craze for garden offices began in 2012. What about that? <laughs> do you ever think back? I do sometimes <clears throat> think back to when was I going online regularly? When was mm. the internet a thing? Mm, well. I do always think... You see, the Millennium... The, uh, the Do you remember the 2K Park, the Millennium oh, Park, yeah. that oh, never yeah. happened? Yeah. Oh, I got so mm. excited. Planes were going to drop out of the sky. I know. Oh, I you know. know some people will now complain, saying the reason it never happened oh, is no, that geeks yeah. worked really hard and, and the they they think that we were lucky. Oh, okay. I, I disagree, but whatever. Well, thanks on the side of the geeks. Yeah, <laughs> but I think um, we might have been lucky. See, that was it. I I, prob- I just missed starring in the Doctor Who spin-off class mm-hmm. because they brought in the writer Patrick Ness and he he poo pooed me. <laughs> And all, mm. and all, not just me, just all older people. <laughs> um, and, um, but maybe we just dodged uh, planes dropping out the sky. So it's, you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's like right. a slalom. Right. You know, some of those wobbly poles you hit and some of them you just st- go straight past. What a great way to see it. Yeah, I think so. It doesn't seem to make much difference when they hit a wobbly pole, does it? Mm. It's a bit like they've gone very corner flag, the whole yeah, yeah. thing. There's no solidity. I remember when corner flags were like this. Yeah. You didn't want to slide into one of them babies. <laughs> yeah. Be good on absolute 80s, this. It would. Yeah. It is on absolute 80s in an yeah, hour's yeah. time. Yeah. So would some of my... Can I just say, on my um, my football picture that I've been sent... Oh, yes. What's lovely is there's a theme to it and it's great football tashes. Oh, yes. So there's all sorts. There's Ruth Hullet, there's, Rue Tullet, there's uh, Ian Rush, etc. Soonus. 
Uh, yes, I, I think Sunas does get a look in one of my faves. I hope so. What I would say is, I hope this is he sent this to me due to my love of football, and that <laughs> not because but not as a hint. Yeah. Oh no, I don't think that's <laughs> right. Don't get out the veet. <laughs> On the strength of that. Also, but There's noticed, a lot of strength in V, let me tell you. Some of them don't have moustaches, and that's made me think he's actually... It's what, a, middle-aged women? It's a, no, no, all of them. No, um, no um, some of those footballers don't. Yeah. So I think it might be a hair montage. He hasn't even noticed... He hasn't even noticed the, uh, the moustaches. They're just there as, a, as, a, as an addendum. <laughs> <laughs> we have heard from John Hopkins, who is one of our regulars. Hopkins. I love Hopkins. <laughs> OK. Uh, he's congratulating you. When you announced the email address, you played a little, our very own email address, you played a little, one of your little jingles. Mm. And John Hopkins says, cracking use of the Umpar band to announce the new email address. Yes, it's from uh, that... Um I think it was the 60s British film, Those Magnificent Men in Their Flying Machines. Do you want to hear it one more time, Hoppo? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Those Magnificent Men. That's how it continues. Um, Hoppo adds, a friend of mine registered at a new dentist years ago and had to give his email, which he'd not changed since he'd been promoted to assistant butcher at Asda when he was 18. Mm. Meet God... 99 at AOL.com. <laughs> I'm assuming he subsequently changed it. So. I, I think Meat God is. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. all right. I'm happy God, with that. But you know what's rather tragic? Meat God 99. Yeah. There are 98 other Meat Gods. Yeah. Oh. Well, there may be even more. He might be mid table. <laughs> meat yeah. God in the Meat God League. <laughs> <laughs> the prob- it sounds like a sponsor, doesn't it? There probably could be a, a meat god league somewhere just outside Margate. <laughs> <laughs> We've also heard from... We had a couple of people get in touch mm. about this. Al, did you know this? Have they gone on the new email? No. They have. have they? What, you mean the uh, our new email? Yeah, which, what uh, is it? Producer well, like Lightning with that call. <laughs> you mean frank at absoluteradio.co.uk, Al? Oh. Yeah. Oh, that one, yeah. <laughs> uh, Callum. Callum. Um, had, it, it's, it's, is it Buchan, you say? B-U-C-H-A-N. Yeah, well, John, John Buchan. Buchan, I would say. Well, I'm, I'm going to our Scottish correspondent, Frank. In the uh, FA Cup final when uh, Man United won, their captain was Martin Buchan. OK. Oh, yeah. John Motson said, and uh, Martin Buchan climbs the 39 steps <laughs> to uh, the Royal Box, and apparently he had counted them and there were 39 and he couldn't believe. You know that thing now when a joke really comes together? Oh, when you, right, when you think, oh, God, I can't believe this has worked out. Actually, can we bookmark that thought? Because I'd like to come back to that. Um, uh, yeah. I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. Joke comes together. <laughs> 39 steps, what it refers to, is a bit of a big mo, I feel, that. <laughs> well, I oh. remember when I uh, had to ask my PA on an, on, uh, on an email. Oh, that was the on one of relatable Connect. moments you had, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I asked her loads of questions about stuff. What time is this and when the, when's the car coming for all that stuff? And at the, I wrote so many questions at the end, I just put, what are the 39 steps? And she wrote, she wrote all the answers and then she wrote at the end... Um, 
uh, what is the, the 39 steps related to? And she just mm-hmm. took it completely <laughs> straight. Well, she probably thought it was it's my own fault. It's she... my own fault. It's me being a s- smart. Yeah. She yeah. probably thought it was Alec. a Dave panel show or something. Nobody <laughs> likes a smart Alec. <laughs> yeah. We've all had enough of experts, as I think Mike um, Gove, he said. What's his first name? Michael. Michael. I wanted to say Martin Gove. I've got Martin Bocken into my head. Things are so, so I'm having nominative nominativeness. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, I was listening to Al Reed this morning on the way in. Oh, Do you know me? Al Reed? <laughs> I, th- I thought it was my talking book that I've been <laughs> Oh, yeah, that would be good if I was actually listening to you read. Um, I thought Frank's grammar had just gone out the window. Yeah. I'll read, um, not at her age. Oh. Al um, Reed was a, an old uh, comic. Well, he, he obviously was a young comic before that, mm. you know, yeah. chronology. Mm. And um, he was a very famous British comic. I remember him as a kid. And um, he you always think that those old British comics just did, you know, two blokes went into a pub. But he was a very sort of modern. He did observational comedy. And on the radio this morning, I don't know what station it was, but they preceded it with, if I had a talking picture of you. And then the presenter said, uh, I wish I knew more about flying, but I know a man who does. And then it went to a routine, a comedy routine by Al Reed, right? Mm. And there was a thing in it that really made me laugh. Um, because he, 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 had an, he did an announcement from Air France and he obviously couldn't speak French but he spoke in a sort of a pretend French and, and the announcement went <laughs> they had a little bit of echo to make it like sound like yeah. an airport China, Dusseldorf and Haywards Heath <laughs> and I just thought that's really well chosen the three do you know what I mean Al yeah. it's good yeah. I would say he's got a very good rhythm, comic rhythm yeah. at the nice. end now you were just saying that thing about when a joke comes together so what what, what were you on about well, I, I'm not sure if this will become a feature like Stony Ground used to be. When, when a joke comes um, together, I like the idea of it. <laughs> when a child is born. <laughs> we, you used to do like a discussion of jokes that fell on Stony Ground. I did. We had that as a as a runner, I think it would be called, a running theme of the show. I, I've almost got the reverse. Um, I wondered if you ever have what I recently had, where you think a joke is so obvious it's almost not worth telling, and then you do it and you're surprised that it works. I'm going to give you an example. I did a place in, I did a, a gig in a place in Yorkshire, which is spelled H O L M E, yeah. pronounced home. Yeah. And on the way in, there's a sign saying home, twinned with whatever, you know, these places are twinned with yeah. um, a European city or village or something. And I said, oh, I was surprised to see the sign saying that it was twins with somewhere because I thought there was no place like home. 
Oh, that's a, no, but that lovely is lovely, Joe. No, I think that's Big a fine laugh. joke. Lovely. I joke. thought it was rubbish, and that they'd driven past that sign every day and thought it for twenty years. No, or but more. they've probably heard a lot of home jokes. But that one, it's it's from the top drawer. Do you know what I mean? It's it's, so? it's it's yeah, it's got all the corners sheared off, and it's got a yeah. nice finish. Shocked yeah. I was. I tell yeah, you that it's it been works. enamelled. That one. Has. <laughs> <laughs> it's finished. I mean, off. how unfunny are these people driving past? that sign and not thinking it every day that's what I, I had to ask them that was when I lost the gig when I was on the comedy carpet at Birmingham uh, at um, Blackpool, Blackpool. Uh, a few weeks ago I noticed a joke I don't know if it was by but I'm saying this is not my joke it's, I read it from the comedy carpet and it was um, we should tell people in case they don't know that's the sort of Hollywood a, Walk of Fame except it's in Blackpool yes exactly so it's, it's just, quite a finite source of material for this show yeah <laughs> it's just a long long uh, loads of jokes and cat is an enormous um, get get out of that a sort of old um, yeah. Eric Morecambe thing anyway someone says uh, I, I can remember what town they, they were criticising but that might be a good thing um, and it says I was in blah 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 by looking at the signs it's not twinned with anyone but it's in a suicide pact with Dagenham <laughs> I did think that was a very fine whoever someone will know whose joke that is I guess I emphasise it's not mine I'm not um, I'm not joke stealing I'm just reading from the carpet <laughs> something I used to do a lot in oh. the 80s I was down there good heavens Frank Skinner Absolute Radio I was watching the news the other day and Nicholas Witchell came on. <laughs> you know Nicholas Witchell, the royal correspondent? Was he yes. the one that uh, Prince Charles referred to as the... Is I don't know. Can we say that? No, we can't. I pause. I was going to say these. I was going to pause and say people. <laughs> people, yes. Mm -hmm. We probably can say yes. it, but I mean, Ron Weasley says it in a children's film. But Does anyway, he? he doesn't actually say that. But he says the B word. Anyway, Nicholas Witchell um, uh, uh, did a rant, did a TV rant, <laughs> a bit like those... Uh, <laughs> Do you remember those ones that Charlie Brooker used to do? Those long, oh, yeah. you know, right? Yeah, it was like that, and it was about the palace um, <laughs> not keeping him informed about the Queen's health. The Queen not very well at the moment, God bless her. But anyway, he was yeah. on about that, and he said, "And this is why rumours begin, and there's because I was not kept fully informed. The palace giving me miss." I thought, mind your own business, Witchell. <laughs> Not a proper journalist, the royal correspondent. That's just yeah. below the bloke that does the horoscopes. <laughs> <laughs> and way below the man who does that little chess section in newspaper. You know, the, oh, yeah. the chess section with a, an example of a game from yeah. the past. I love that. I don't play yeah. chess, but I'm glad that exists, the chess. Yeah, me too. What about crossword compiler with celebrity uh, picture in the centre? Oh, yeah. What That's about if I was on the... Um, radio saying there's an old lady near me and, and her family haven't, haven't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. her family haven't told me about you know didn't didn't tell me she had a cold or I'd have gone and got her some mind your own business royal <laughs> correspondent I mean who cares if that stops anyway 
So perhaps I'm being unfair on... Uh... Oh, no, I think I've, I've checked the handbook and Absolute Radio are all in favour of medical privacy. That's oh, I think that's fair. Yeah, because right the, the stable, your, your, tr- your top three RCs uh, would be Witchell, Bond... Yeah. Uh, I feel like there was another one as well. This is uh, royal correspondence yeah. rather than Roman Catholics, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the, I tell you what the witch all thing was, the whole subtext was she'd be nothing without me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where he was coming from, honey. Know your place in the food chain, Exactly. Nick. I discovered her and now she has turned against me. No, it's the Queen, Nick. <laughs> You're a bit player, mate. Awful. This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran, by the way. You can text the show on 8.12.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or you can email the show. I like it, I like it. (laughs) Frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. And this is the thing people don't often say now. All lowercase. Oh, oh, still good. around. As Anthony Moss has pointed out, have Absolute finally decided you can stick around for a bit? Well, I wouldn't want to hang my coat on that certainty. <laughs> what with the rage arts coming out this week? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's just see how it goes. All right. Uh, Oh, tell you what we're talking about. And also, your uh, your Nicholas Witchell rant could be one of those things that gets you cancelled. Well, Witchell's got friends in high places, or he thought he had. (laughs) Turns out they're slightly (laughs) lower places than he thought. Well, Ian Stuart Dootson, who's one of our regulars, Mm -hmm. has got in touch to say at least bit player Nicholas Witchell's obsession with the Queen will stand him in good stead when he does devotes time to compiling chess problems on the inside back page. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, very, very good. good. Thank you. Well, when he ISD. retires, presumably he'll be one of those pensioners. You know those old-age pensioners who have pictures of the Queen and the royal family up in their homes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll, he'll, and he'll be doing it in dartboard form <laughs> because he'll feel that his career had been quashed by lack of communication. <laughs> Uh, Out in the cold. You were talking about Amy McDonald earlier. Yes, uh, Amy McDonald's on a poster that that Alan has been sent of um, of famous uh, Scottish actors and celebrity. It's lovely. I've spotted Gordon Jackson, who was always one of my uh, crushes, actually. Oh, was he? Well, Amy McDonald, as I said, was one of my crushes when I was, I mean, really a child when she was in black and white British satire on the telly. Oh, okay. Sorry, everyone. Well, Peter Robertson from uh, Findon Valley, which is in Sussex, has got in touch saying, Dear Frank, I had the good fortune to interview and photograph your early crush, Amy MacDonald, for the Scottish Mail on Sunday in 2016. Attached is the article and a photo I took. I have now texted Amy oh my and goodness. told her to tune in. <laughs> oh, no. I do wow. hope you hear from her. <laughs> Best wishes, Peter. Well, I don't know if this is appropriate, but she looks fantastic <laughs> on the photograph, um, I must say. I mean, things might have gone terribly wrong since 2016. Was it 2016? No, yeah. she looks great. I just remember her as being the sort of, you know, the archetypal 
dream woman. I was little though. I was little. Well, Um, she looks, uh she's uh, 79. Oh, she'll hate you for that. No, she won't. <coughs> no to look like that, but fantastic. dancers, you see, I ma- I was doing this they morning. Don't play, they don't lie anymore. No, I was doing uh, this morning, and mm. Sid Charisse was on oh, the show. Yes. Remember him? Yes. And uh, Sid Charisse was a female uh, <laughs> film star dancer. Mm. And uh, I said, "Can and I never do this." I said, mm. "Can you introduce me to Sid Charisse?" And they said, "Well, we'll ask if it's okay." And then uh, she said, "Yeah, she's happy." And I went into her dressing room. She was eighty, mm. and her back was absolutely straight as an oh, ironing board. Lovely. Brilliant, you know that. Act? And I said, "Oh my God, your posture's amazing." <laughs> and she said, "You're dancers, you see, dancers." <laughs> yeah. Um, Frank, yeah, so there you go. Another Nicholas Witchell contribution okay. we have from Daniel Skipsey. Fun fact my okay. mum sold a book on the royal family to Nicholas Witchell on eBay a few years ago. Wow. That's probably what started him off. This was his early, <laughs> his early yeah. prep. He heard the job was coming up. It was only a few years ago. I want to say it's a bit late for him to be buying books on the royal family. A few years ago. Surely he should be writing them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Unless he was just crossing out the name on the front writing Nicholas (laughs) Richard to impress people. How long has he written he's been the uh, the RC? Uh, (laughs) Witchell. It's been around a long time. Is yeah. this the official RC for... Well, I don't know. I mean, it's a silly old job, isn't it, though? <laughs> <laughs> it is, though. I mean, to, what a thing to get angry about, the palace not keeping you in full. I'll tell you when they like it, when they get very busy. When there's um, a child born, Yeah. they like it. They're always outside that street in Paddington. Yeah, they must hate oh. the town crier. You know, the unofficial <laughs> town crier who turns up at the Lindo wing. They must hate him for getting in the way of their serious reporting. Yeah. Get down off bur- that ladder. Oh, man. You know, there was a time when like, Cromwell was leading a sort of revolution <laughs> against it, but Nicholas Witchell's thing is a shouting about <laughs> not, telling the, not being able to see the Queen's doctor's reports, for goodness sake. <laughs> Okay, are we ready, everyone? Oh, um, yeah. Okay. It's the time in the show that I'm going to call bead time. Okay. We have had a number of people get in touch because bead. We is... should say the venerable bead, yeah. who was um, a, a writer in the ninth century mm. who uh, it's it's what we know most of our knowledge of anglo-saxon england we get it from his ecclesiastical history of england and frank's rather obsessed by him to the extent quite important man yeah yeah to the extent yeah i know he's important but we you, you love him so much we got you a t-shirt with yeah, a sweatshirt, a sweatshirt. In fact. <laughs> yeah and uh, i i have pictures of me um um touching his tomb Mm-hmm. As it were, <laughs> didn't you go yeah. to um, didn't you go to Bead World as a day? I out? did. I went to <laughs> Bead World. <laughs> it was great. Quotes from Bead. I mean, mm-hmm. not actual recordings of him, but recordings of no. an act of being him. Yes, and we stuff. did ask. I did ask Frank whether there was Bead merch <laughs> available. There was some. Well, as as you bead, say, bead cushion. There was a bit of bead. Oh, yeah. lovely bead, bead curtain. 
Yeah, very good. <laughs> but he's called the venerable Bede, isn't he? Yeah. Commonly mm-hmm. referred to. Exactly. That's yeah. venerable. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, he was venerable. <laughs> That's a clue. One of his I, main traits. Sometimes in quiz he comes up Bede. Animal vegetable, animal venerable. <laughs> oh, I mean, sorry, I've messed it up. But you know what? We can always get it when we do the actual show instead of the rehearsal. Yes, mm-hmm. that'll be fine. Well, it's nice. You see, yeah, he's he's the other the other much revered VB. There are two. Yeah, there's two venerable beads. Well, there's Victoria no, Beckham. Beckham. Oh, Victoria Beckham in and the, the venerable VB. Chair, I wonder. Normally. There can't be many other occasions <laughs> when. Um, Ven- when venerable the venerable beads in the same uh, Venn diagram as Victoria Beckham. Well, that's our show that for time, you. There was that time she did a catwalk full of smocks, wasn't oh, there? Oh yeah. yeah. I also imagine if like he's he's probably a thin man, the venerable bead. Yeah. Oh yeah. His yeah. life was given over to ecclesiastical study. Although uh, Thomas Aquinas clinically obese, you Is heard it right? here first. <laughs> I anyway, what's, what, what's the bead news? What's the bead? Uh, <laughs> well, I always thought it was one of your funny niche things, but it turns out bead has gone mainstream. Oh. Callum Buchan, who you Callum, may... Callum Best, I thought you were going to no, say. No, Callum it's, Buchan. He's playing the venerable bead <laughs> in a British movie. A biopic of Max bead. Beasley... As um, Cuthbert, Saint Cuthbert. <laughs> Go on, carry on. Who's playing Mrs. Bede? Was there a Mrs. Bede? No, he's a monk. Oh. No, there wasn't. There was no. There was an old Ma Bede, but she got, she handed him over to the monastery when he was a child, small child. <laughs> Well, so that would have been a nice part. Old Marbeed. Mira Margolis is old Marbeed. Oh, yeah, that would have okay. been good, yeah. I think she could have played both parts. She could have also played the venerable. <laughs> <laughs> Socked her cheeks in a bit. <laughs> Who'd have known? Anyway. Oh, but we're going to we're gonna have, to, we're gonna have to have a venerable bead cliffhanger, I'm afraid. <laughs> We were on, as you may recall, we were on a, a venerable bead cliffhanger. Mm. We've mm. had uh, correspondence about uh, it's VB. not venerable bead breaking news at this stage, is it? Uh, yeah. Well, this I be- get venerable bead alerts. Of course I you do. I don't. He oh. says he doesn't, Al, he does. Callum Buckham, who you may recall was mentioned, uh, I think, in minute six, roughly, of this show. Oh, OK. <laughs> Because we then discuss the 39 steps, etc. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Anyway, Callum Buchan got in touch. Uh, there's a screen grab from an episode of The Chase this week. Even the producers gasped. She gasped because she likes The Chase. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chase is the Bradley Walsh um, yeah. game show. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought you were going to say the Bradley Walsh vehicle, but I think everything on television is a Bradley Walsh vehicle. Yeah, he's, Any particular shows you can think of, Frank? Uh, <laughs> oh. I think he's he's no longer in um, Doctor Who. Oh, is he is not? Right? No, he's gone. He's oh. been replaced by John Bishop. Oh, wow. OK. OK. Anyway, Callum says, I got this question right watching The Chase tonight entirely thanks to the Frank Skinner podcast. I'm going to read the question out 
But to give you a clue, the hashtag says Mon the Bead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is a rallying cry I never thought I'd hear in my no, lifetime. indeed. What was the name of the Northumbrian monk who became a saint in 1899? The three no. options were A. Augustine. Would you say Augustine or Augustine? Augustine. Right? Augustine, good, I did that right. I mean, I worry about that. Other pronunciations I can live with, but not that one. Not, <laughs> to not be fair... Um, I'd say Augustine. Although it's a, a different Augustine, there's a Bob Dylan song, I dreamt I saw St. Augustine, is what he... Oh, yes. To me, it sounds like a fruit. Oh, what have you tried those Augustines? Very juicy. Um, so, Augustine, B, Bead. Right. C, Cuthbert. Oh, Mm. Uh, Cuthbert, I don't know. Cuthbert, so, 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 um, I went to Cuthbert school, um, what did become a saint? He was sort of um, Bede's mentor. Ah. Oh. He's also in uh, Durham Cathedral. Or maybe Bede. it's just the head. Some so, part of St Cuthbert. Is so it? we have, uh, and the, the contestant got it correct. Well, Does that restore your faith chase? in human nature? I thought the chase was all stuff like, you know... Name Little Mix. No, I think it's stop. a bit harder. No, it's hard. Oh, I don't really, mm. I don't really watch the old. Um, the, You'd be very show. good oh, on the chase. Might, you might get in on it now because it's you found out that it's harder general knowledge than it's you thought. Hard. Yeah, exactly. Aye. Hey. It's a bit like, is it a bit like intellectual shove hapney? That's what the <laughs> board looks like. <laughs> To me, that's what that's what put me off a bit. I think. Well, I don't like the fact that you have to play. That who are they? All the people you have to play. They're the mean. Chasers. Oh, they're called the chasers. Okay. They're sort of so, mean, kind of comical, exaggeratedly mean yeah. people. Yeah. Mean intellect. That, but that's how the British public like to see uh, people who know stuff. <laughs> A sort of spiteful, arrogant people. So we've heard from Peter Watson and he's one of our listeners mm -hmm. and we've been talking about uh, Amy MacDonald and your childhood crush on her mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Peter Watson has got in touch to say just a little reminder to Frank that Amy MacDonald is a Scottish singer about half his age. Well, she's 79. <laughs> it's a very loose use of the word about. <laughs> <laughs> There's another Amy McDonald, isn't so. there? Mm. Uh, uh. Confusingly, also, uh, well, is she a singer? The, the Amy McDonald, your Amy, we'll call her. Is she a singer, actress, singer? Well, I, um, she was certainly an actress. I remember her, maybe even early on, this was part of the attraction. She was always in the company of comedians. Oh, because yeah. she used to, uh, she was Tell quite. Dear. She used to be like part of the whole British satire um, movement, okay. but also um, danced fabulously, and I think she sang as well. She was one of those, you know, all-round talent, mm. triple threat. This was in the days when people liked to see talent on television rather than oh, people yeah. who they might see at the bus stop. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's all that's gone, and it's probably for the best. I think talented people had a good run. It's about time the others had their chance. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. fair play. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole sort of uh, competition winner theory. Good on him, I say. And it's given me um, a lot more time with my family. 
<laughs> we've uh, we've got some we've got some Nicholas Witchell update. Nicholas Witchell update. Can I say? Yeah. I don't want this um, no. Nicholas Witchell thing to turn no. into a a Witchell hunt. <laughs> A witch or hunt? Yeah, can you believe that Alan Cochran jumped in on my punchline <laughs> and said a witch or hunt? I didn't know that you were going to play the jingle. I thought you were pausing for me to uh, fill it in. Like, I'll <laughs> set can't up, believe it. In. All the old standards are dying out. <laughs> Go on now, what's the update? Well, it's quite polarising depending on, uh, on on your politics. Oh, there's some, pro, some pro witch or is there? I don't know. I don't know uh, enough about this uh, moment in history, but 694 has texted, Morning, Frank. Back in the days of the print dispute, Mr. Witchell was called Witchell the Weasel because he crossed the picket line at Wapping. Uh, my dad always shouts at the telly, Witchell the Weasel, every time he appears. Mm. And then there's some praise that I will not read. But what, um, for Witchell or for us? Oh. No, for us, for us. Well, look, I don't want to drag up his past. No. And we don't know that happened. And also I'm too obsessed with his present. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, in other news... We've got some very exciting Beads World. I don't want to get you too excited. Oh, go on. There's some Mark Nixon, Beads World slash Jarrow Hall. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying there's a local, there's someone with an inn. It's just a 10-minute drive from me. Get away. Visitor centre with an Anglo-Saxon village and farm. Yeah, I was there. And the ruins of the old monastery. I'm just saying Mark Nixon is down the road if you, you know... I, I was there. I thought, what was it be about two years ago? I suppose eighteen months, just pre-COVID. I don't, know. I don't remember when you went to see Bead World. Mm, Pre-COVID, um, <laughs> we were both driven there by some by the plague. <laughs> oh no! Actually, I think it was my tour manager. I've had a I had a a, a, a present sent to me. Um, from, um, it just says, an avid reader. An anonymous gift has arrived. And it's a bunch of old Elvis monthlies. Now, the Elvis monthly I used to have, um, it was uh, regularly, it was like a little pocket-sized Elvis magazine with the, the dotted eye on Elvis is a disc, a vinyl disc with a crown on top. Come on. Anyway, um, this person, um, um, uh, sadly, uh, their their um, mother died recently, and they have found uh, this amongst her things, and and sent these this collection to me. So this is, uh, for example, um, April nineteen eighty copy of uh, here, listen, that's it. Elvis Monthly begins with a um, editorial by Gordon Minto, who's uh, furious. One area of oh. Elvis's career interests me more than any other, and that is his recording career. Unfortunately, this is one of the few aspects of his life that his friends and those who claim to be his friends have chosen not to write about, preferring to concentrate their attention on sensationalising and distorting aspects of his personal life. Thank With one much. aim in mind, <laughs> profit financially. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Angry. <laughs> Angry there. Angry yeah. Elvis Monthly. But thank you very much for that, an avid reader. 
Aye, aye, aye. Who do you think was trying to profit? Do you think it was people hanging around hotel lobbies? Yeah, um, yeah, working. Yeah, freaks. <laughs> Take your baggage up to your room. Uh, <laughs> These are excerpts we should say from a, a, a speech fa- that Elvis did when someone in the the press had suggested he was strung out. <laughs> On drugs. <laughs> and has he been strung out, Frank? What did he say? He said he's only ever been strung out on music, was what he'd say. The truth Frank. is, as much as I love the music of Elvis Presley, the private life is sort of marvellous as well. Oh. Not so much bothered about the drugs, but just shooting Coke cans off the roofs of Cadillacs at three o'clock in the doing, morning. Doing crafty and sunglasses and stuff. Yeah, turning <laughs> yeah. up at uh, car crashes with a big torch. <laughs> And a police badge. <laughs> wearing a cloak as well. Wearing a cloak IRL. I wouldn't want to lose that aspect of, of Elvis <laughs> because I, I do, as much as I love the music, that part of it. Also, I do love the fact that everyone was so fashionable and it was all sort of Kennedy and it was all... And the, and the photo I've got seen of him is with Nixon as well, yeah. which I like that he chose the wrong president. That he opened Nixon's drawer where he keeps his badges and souvenirs and so what else you got in there I got some uh, these guys have got girlfriends wives too you know and started taking uh, presidential merchandise out on his own <laughs> let's not lose that Minto <laughs> This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8.12.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or you can email us direct on uh, frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. OK. Mm. Mm. Oh, I'd, uh, I'd like to bring something to your attention. If I asked you who Tom Hanks's hero was... I bet you'd probably pick an actor or maybe even a writer, but you'd be wrong because mm. Tom Hanks has a hero, uh, a man in Edinburgh called Tom Hodges who owns a bookshop. And um, Tom H and Tom H, I'm liking it so yes. far. And they've got more than that in common. They both love tri- typewriters. I couldn't say it then. I got so excited. They both <laughs> love typewriters. Oh, I and love Tom typewriters. Tom Hanks has written well. to him. While trying to join him. the gang of the TH's. Yeah. No, you don't, yeah. Frank. You've no, just I said can't. that. I can't be a Tom H, but I, I have a collection. I've got three. Have of you? Typewriters. Hmm. Oh, but you like typewriter juggling, don't you? And you can't do four. <laughs> I've got a Olivetti Lettera 32 and uh, an Olympia SM. Right. Oh, well, don't I've go got... all man in a bar <laughs> hitting on me when you say it. I've got quite a respectable three-ball cascade and um, and I can juggle four. So... I know, no, no, but now you're talking about juggling. Yes. Al, I don't know if you know, but Al is a proper juggler. I, it's a skill that is somewhat wasted on radio. It is. You could argue, but I've been doing it since the start of today's show, but nobody knows. It's a skill I've long admired. I've probably told you before that Mark Heap, the actor who was in uh, Green Wing and also something else, I can't remember, but he's a very, very funny actor, used to be in a travelling troupe called the Medieval Players, and he did some fabulous comedy 
juggling. Oh, All right. excellent. So WC Field started instead. It is comedy juggler. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I digress. We're discussing typewriters. Uh, Tom Hanks thanked uh, the chap in Edinburgh for uh, quote keeping typewriters alive. I hope he says Hanks. Instead of thanks. <laughs> to you, That Hanks. would be a good uh, un- typo. Yeah. Ha- oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If he did that as an intentional typo every if he time. Said, or he could... Uh, he could thanks, um, Tom. Hanks, comma, Tom. Yeah. He could tip X out the T. I mean, that's oh. another joy of the typewriter. The old tip X is well, out. Tom well, Hodges... They don't like it, do they? Yes. Did you see? He pointed out, mm. which I liked, he said... The letter that Tom, uh, that Hanks, comma, Tom had sent him, mm-hmm. he was very impressed. He felt it was evidence, didn't he, Al, that he was a true sort of typewriting aficionado because he used the X's, which is the real purists. Oh, for to go with the out. X's because the tip X interferes with the mechanics. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Okay. I went out with a woman who could do a hundred words a mini. Oh. I think she could type as well. Yeah, but uh, now she could she could type a hundred words a minute. And, I mean, honestly, thanks. And when you new faces, nineteen seventy four. And that? when yeah, yeah, they would have got around on there. <laughs> would have got around. Honestly, she would start start doing it, and it looked like. And I thought this is going to be gibberish. First time I saw her do it, I thought she's messing around. It was still impressive even then. And then when I looked at it, it had, you know it had got sort of paragraphs and underscoring. Wow. I think there might have been ellipsis. Don't <laughs> quote me on that. I hope not. I'd love to be able to do 100 words a mini. I've always quite fancied uh, shorthand as well. Mm-hmm. What I need is a secretarial course. <laughs> yeah. Do they still exist? Are there secretarial colleges? Well, during the um, enforced... Uh, uh, well, when we were at home, essentially, during uh, mm-hmm. last year, during lockdown... I start. I just started to teach myself to touch type. Oh, yeah. Yes, I but did not this. on a manual typewriter. No, no. And do you know I got very quick. Manual typewriter still... is that little old Jewish man that lives at the end of our road. <laughs> <laughs> but still not quite as quick as I do just scattergun approach. I'm afraid. Oh. You see, I can yeah. never get. But I mean, it is. You know, all the all the youth. I've noticed the producer. These pe these people. They do automatically raised on the keyboard. They do. Uh, they touch type automatically. I find. Yeah, but there's something about doing it on a manual type. The sound of someone oh. typing that fast yeah. is unbelievable. It is very Ernest Hemingway. Oh, and the little bing mm. at the end of the. Well, <laughs> <laughs> turn me on, sir. You're turning me on. What's oh, here? Sorry. Frank <laughs> Skinner on Absolute Radio. Yeah, we want to some typewriters, really. Yes, and we should say, well, you ex- you explained it really, Al, but essentially, this Tom Hodges is a huge typewriter fan, mm-hmm. and his bookshop in Edinburgh is called Type Wronger, or Type Wronger, as I would say, books. And I wanted to know, what did you two think of that uh, as professional comics, as a pun? Because I couldn't help but feel, Al, I just worried it was the sort of thing I can imagine Frank doing what I call an Andrew Lloyd Webber on that man, and turning up saying, I've just had some ideas about how to... How do you feel about Type Wronger as a play on Type Writer? The trouble is, I can see it as a play on Type... Right, I tell you what I think it might be about, because at first you think, 
Well, I don't want um, I don't want to read books that have been typed wronger. Mm. Mm-hmm. But what I um, still use a manual typewriter on occasion, and I tell you what I really like about it is you don't get this bully, this grammar and spelling bully. Oh, yeah. Standing over your shoulder saying, I'm, I'm all right, I don't mind having my spell. But sometimes I make words up deliberately. Or I might decide, you know, to swap something round and say something like, I don't know, like musicness, if I'm yeah. talking about instead of musicality. And they don't like that. Yeah. And if we if we allow that if we just listen to spell check and their comrades, comrades, we're all going to end up writing exactly the same, and that's got to stop. So the, the, the trame- right. so maybe type wronger <laughs> means that a you could write type wronger and wouldn't be corrected; it wouldn't be read underlined. Mm. And sometimes mm. typing wronger is typing writer. Oh, yeah. I like that. Well, that's my I like view. That. I tell you, next time in Edinburgh, I'm definitely checking out this bloke. Though, I tell you, when I when I first started getting typewriters, I went into Ryman's and asked if they had any typewriter ribbons, oh. ju- just as a sort of no way. And the bloke said, "Hold on a minute," and he went in the back and literally with oh. dust on them. He bought out some typewriter wow. ribbons. Yeah, he, he said, "We've only got four, so I bought them all." Brilliant. He, what I liked about Tom Hodges, I do think he'd be a nice friend for you. Maybe. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> you know, I don't really do the friends. No, thing. but I don't. I think Tom Hodges is good because there's an element of gittishness which I enjoy. Oh, well, is that there? could be good. He said, the reason this is cool for me is not the same as it is for everyone else. Right. He might be a big Hollywood actor, but for me, it's just about his love of typewriters. There, there are a few typewriter geeks, such as Ben Elisher in New Orleans and Luke Winter, who has the Glasgow story wagon. Yeah. But Tom Hanks gets the crown. Now, I like that he sort of lumped Tom Hanks in with Ben Elisher and uh, Luke Winter. Yeah. Just one of those people, guys. People we've not heard of. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there is but he a thinks Hanks. we have, Al. He's very confident we will yeah. have. There's a Hanks app, which is... Um, when you write, it gives you the typewriter sound and typewriter font. I have to say, I already had a typewriter app, which I think Tom just completely steamrolled with his, oh. with his big Tom H name. But maybe he didn't do that deliberately. Mm. Everyone I know has met Tom Hanks says he's like the nicest man in the world. I know. Mm. So there you go. Mm. Witchell on one hand. <laughs> Hanks on t'other. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're talking about Hanks, comma, Tom, which is how we're hoping he signs off all his communiques. And T. Hanks esque. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm guessing. I'm guessing it will What be. was nice about this, well, and I did think of you, Frank, when I saw this story, was that the, the letter that Tom Hanks sent to Tom Hodges, thanking mm. him for his letter, obviously he typed it. Of course. He mm. said a brilliant thing. Whilst he was in the letter, one of the things I loved, I read this so many times, this letter, he says... Uh, I'm at it on the old Smith Corona Sterling. Mm-hmm. And I loved that he was bonding with him in the way it reminded me of, I thought, I bet that's how Frank speaks to his Doctor Who community <laughs> members, that he'll say, mm-hmm. don't know about you, just got through a marathon of the old space pirates. 
Is that what you'd say on text? Or something like that, they say. I was being interviewed with Stephen Moffat once, and I remember the interviewer said that the name Amy had risen up the popular name charts for uh, little girls' names because... um, and they thought it was to do with Amy Pond, the character in Doctor Who at that time. Mm. And um, I remember turning in a very <laughs> smarmy way to Stephen Moffat and saying, well, uh, Purple Pur- Pur- Gilliam didn't exactly catch on, did he? Oh. About an assistant. From, I mean, I thought, oh, oh come oh, on, Frank, good. you're better than that, mate. <laughs> You're not. Oh, you're exactly no. that. But you I like am exactly your, that. You're quite right. Your friend Julian, you have a lovely friendship based on Doctor Who, don't you? Um, it's not just based on Doctor Who. Oh, isn't um, it? Sorry. It's, I remember Kat saying that she was <laughs> thought he was too young for me <laughs> to be my friend. As a friend? Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay. He's I mean, I don't know the difference. 30. Between yeah, Sarah's uh, my friend, she's young. Different typewriters. It, it's very niche, isn't it? The knowledge. Like I only know the typey ones and the ones that you slap that big cartridge thing on the top. Oh, the, oh yeah, that's how. That's how <laughs> I divide typewriters. Yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, I I've never really worked out what is the sort of. Uh, you know the Les the Les Paul or the Stratocaster. I just think right. you get lucky because I second-hand shops. I looked at one the other day, ninety-nine quid in my local charity shop, but I could see the oh, N dear. key. The N key was not a happy key. Well, no. you know, Tom Hodges uses the Remington Noiseless. Ah. Yeah. I believe. Ironically, I've heard that. I heard that he liked, he liked it so much he bought the company. <laughs> the Remington gags are flying around. The yeah. I um I worked with a woman when I was uh, a teacher, and she was a fabulous typer. But she'd been to secretarial college, which she was slightly mocked for. I remember by oh. some of the other teachers because oh. she did the teacher training and then she went and she was one of these women like in her files. She had those, you know, those coloured, different coloured tabs oh, that geez. stick out with writing on and that. And she told me once in a moment of um, when I say intimacy, we were in the staff room that the mm. she used a different coloured um, paper clips to signify different topics. I mean. Oh. She was, I mean, she, I felt because of her secretarial skills, she had access and a sort of right to, to places in the stationery shop, which I didn't feel I could really go. <laughs> she was the first woman I ever saw with pink stickies. Do you remember oh, they started out? What? You did get intimate. Oh. No. Oh. No, you know, the yellow stickies was all the thing, and that was it. I thought that was it. <laughs> I thought, okay. that's it, they've, they've coloured their stickies and that's it. Where did you see them, in the stationery cupboard? No, she okay. um, she had pink stickies. Okay, you know. OK. Uh, why do you okay. have to see? I, I just think sometimes, you you know... Well, I think you, you need to look in the mirror, lady. <laughs> Of. Hope it's chips. It's chips. Oh. <laughs> um, whilst we're on the subject, or whilst we're in, residing in Showbiz Corner, mm-hmm. can we also discuss Hugh Jackman, 
who mm. I would say is also is a contender for nicest man ever. Is he really? Oh yes, you never hear a bad word about Jackman. Oh, oh. okay, I don't really know anyone who knows you. I've Jackman. met him actually once. Oh okay. At a, a an airline lounge, mm. I won't lie. And charming, doesn't even charming. come close. Okay. The man was so charming, and I knew that because I was the only non-celebrity in the room, as is often the case, mm. and <laughs> he made an effort with me, and that is how That's I will judge good. people. Thank you. Uh, Hugh Jackman had an injury this week, which might be the most brilliantly theatrical <laughs> injury I've ever encountered, and that's saying something. Yeah. He was rehearsing for, is it The Music Man on Broadway? Oh, yeah, The Music Man. And he revealed a cut on his nose, which apparently he'd got from a, a boater, <laughs> a straw <small> boater. <laughs> yeah, the old... I'm going to call it, I've christened it a nasty nick. Oh, oh very good. Okay. Yeah. And mm -hmm. he had tossed the boater in the air several times, and unfortunately, I think it, it hit him yeah, literally the rim, on the bridge. The rim of the, uh, yeah. of the boater caught the bridge of his nose, mm. yeah, and mm -hmm. split it. Who knew? It's a, uh, well, It's interesting. This is a bloke who has been Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. In, I don't know, half a dozen films. And, uh, yeah. and I thought, oh, but he's probably never hurt himself. So I looked it up. Apparently he's covered in scars mm. oh, really? from his Wolverine claws. Mm. He used to wear them at home to get used to them. He's, and he's got cuts all over his legs. He's got a thing in his forehead. But also, what about this? He sort of forgot he was wearing them, I think, and he completely pierced one of his cheeks with his vulvar with his wolverine claw. Mm. So he's um I suggest he says no. When he's offered um the lead in the Phil the Power Taylor biopic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is just a matter of time, I would have thought. What's he yeah. gonna sing to? You've got the power. <laughs> Please tell me that was his walk-on music. That was, of course, <laughs> his walk-on music. He could have gone Jennifer Rush. Because I'm your lady. He told me about that. He got in a mate's car and he could feel the crunch of CD um, cases under his feet. You know, when you get in someone's car. And he picked them up and was, he said, what's this one? <laughs> you got the power. Crunch, he says, I like this. He's, he's, yeah. He said to his mate, I like this one. This is a good one. I might I might use this. And that's how Phil the Power became Phil the Power. <laughs> no. Yeah. Now, soon to be played by Hugh Jackman. <laughs> that's it. The rumour has started. Frank Skinner. We were just talking about James Bond, actually. I remembered something. I was watching Live and Let Die last week. Yeah. And there's, he's paragliding. He paraglides into this place, uh, uh, you know, to, to be secret. And it cuts to him. To be secret. Yeah, you know, it's his thing, James Bond. A union guy. Very secret. <laughs> Very secret, man. And they cut to him on the paraglider thing. <laughs> he's smoking a cigar. <laughs> Paraglides smoking a cigar. It's got to be dangerous, hasn't it? And also, it might alert the security. They might smell. The, the, yeah, they might smoke smell alarms. A cigar. <laughs> yeah, skybound smoke alarms. Yeah. They might have. Well, we're talking about James Bond, which is relevant because we're also obviously talking about Hugh Jackman's Bosa injury, which was an odd yeah. jobian. 
injury. Yes. Yeah, that's and, true. Yeah, He's that, lucky he didn't have a job on Peaky Blinders because their hats have got a <laughs> razor blade hidden in They're them. very peaky. Odd yeah. job, we should say. Um, he he very much sits in the hat injury chair, yeah. doesn't oh, he? Yeah. Well, he in, in, inflicted hat injuries rather yeah. than received oh, it. Oh, of course. He, didn't, he had a good life, odd job. But then it was cut short, I believe. Yeah. Um, but he... Yeah. He, uh, he <laughs> was... Yeah. Watch it. No, no, he was, uh, he he, was electrocuted. Poor old odd job. Well, not mm. just that. He was electrocuted and it's a bit... I do think... He was finger was a bit unimagin- unimaginative with the names mm-hmm. because he just literally t- called him odd job. I yeah. mean, is that what he did? Does he have, like, gardener, cleaner... Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. He was uh, he was very much a villain hoisted by his own petard. Because <laughs> he went to get the metal rimmed hat off the electric. Oh, is that what yeah. happened? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd forgotten Hopefully how he met Hopefully that hasn't come as too much of a shock. Sorry, oh, I didn't know very. that's how he met his maker. I had an interesting theatrical injury. I had to um, bear my behind on stage every night in the uh, in the West End. At the, at, the White, times. at the White Hall Theatre. And... Um, I actually reacted to the detergent they watched my uh, washed my satin trousers in, and um, I ended up with um, how can I put this? My behind looked a bit like a mandrill. Oh, you know the mandrill uh, monkey. Mm. Oh, I see. Yeah. So it was like a mandrill. It was um, touched for the very first time. <laughs> no, it was. <laughs> It was very inflamed, indeed. And every wow. time, every time I had to, to bear my bottom on stage, I thought, "Oh, I hope the inflammation has not yet reached a point where it can be seen from the upper balcony." Yeah, that's not what you want in the reviews, is it? Oh no, Mandrel. Yeah, who let Mandrel bomb in? I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> Heaviest living monkey. Um, I don't recall. <laughs> Mm. So, I quote me the Guardian. Heaviest <laughs> <laughs> living monkey. But you know what I liked when I heard uh, this. When I Hugh Jackman put up a little video, didn't he, Al? Yeah. Uh, telling the story, and I thought I was pleased for him because I liked H.J. when I met him. Mm. That's nice. And I feel that if there's anything an actor loves, it's a theatrical mishap story. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what's good, I mean, we've all got one, dear, but what I like about this is that Brian Blessed will come in and try and own the theatrical mishap story, but this is a nice one that he's got in his little arsenal. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it shows the straw boater is a dangerous thing. I mean, oh, Top yeah. Cat, the bridge of Top Cat's <laughs> nose was like a toast rack. <laughs> So watch out, kids, for those uh, <laughs> straw boater. Straw boater, of course, wants the South African Minister of Agriculture. <laughs> um, I thank you, by the way, to the reader who's, dis- who's uh, signed their letter, your listener, um, who sent me uh, a... Most sent- sinister sign-off ever. Who sent it. What about this begins, not my thing, bought in a job lot, thought you might like it. Can you guess what it is? Oh. We'll have answers next week. Okay. <laughs> okay, remind me. Okay, thank you so much for listening. You know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Come on, you baggies. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.